ready for the word of God. Praise the Lord. So today we are again the book of Esther, Esther chapter number two. That's where we are, Esther chapter number two. We're going to read verse verse ten, and this is lesson number twenty-five. Uh, Esther chapter number two, verse number ten. All right, it says. Esther had not revealed her people or family, for Mordecai had charged her not to reveal it. The King James says, Esther had not showed her people nor her kindred, for Mordecai had charged her that she should not show it. So this is the instruction that that was given by Mordecai to Esther as she was joining this beauty pageant that you do not have to expose uh, who you are, your people, your kindred. Um, so just get into the pageant. Uh, if they don't ask you anything, don't, don't say anything. Um, so the title for our message today is simply Not Now. Not Now. There is a time to do it, but not this particular time. This is exactly what Mordecai was saying. Mordecai was simply saying to Esther, your identity is important your kindred is important, your family is important, but it is not something that you have to reveal at this particular moment. As you get into this pageant, you know, don't, don't voluntarily give this information to them, not now. And that's where we get our title for today's message, not now. Uh, Esther chapter 2 verse 20, again the very same thing is, is presented there. Uh, chapter 2 verse 20 it says, Esther had not yet showed her kindred nor her people, as Mordecai had charged her, for Esther did the commandment of Mordecai like as she like as when she was brought up with him. So we, we're seeing here the history of Esther in obeying everything that was commanded to her by Mordecai. Remember, Mordecai had taken the role uh, of a father over Esther. He had adopted Esther. We looked at that in our teaching on adoption. He had, uh, you know, assumed the role of a father and he was, you know, training her. He was bringing her up and she, Esther, had obeyed in all things. Okay? <clears throat> so on this one, the Bible says she already obeyed. She also obeyed as she had done before. What was the instruction, by the way? Do not reveal who you are, your people, and your kindred as you're joining this this pageant. Why was this very important? Now, we have the privilege uh, of seeing the entire story, uh, unlike, you know, when the story was actually unfolding. Esther probably did not know the reason why she was not supposed to, um, you know, reveal her identity. She just had to obey, even without knowing. Uh, the full details. Sometimes we don't need to know, know the full details in order for us to walk in obedience. You know, those guys at John chapter number two, um, you know, the Bible says that Jesus said, you know, put water in these, in these um, gallons. The mother had given an instruction that was very simple. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. You don't need to necessarily know what is going to happen with the water, how the water is going to be turned into wine. Um, you, you don't need to know all those things. So sometimes obedience has nothing to do with understanding. You just need to be trusting, trusting you know, the one who is over you, 
trusting the Lord, even without full details of what it is going to turn out to be. But praise God, we have a picture of the entire story. So we know the reason why she had to conceal uh, her identity at this particular time. So these guys, they are in captivity. They are slaves. They are in captivity. They are servants. Uh, they've been brought into this land and they are looked down upon because they are in captivity. Now imagine you are a foreigner in this land and there is a pageant. They are choosing a queen. And you walk up to that pageant and you say, well, I'm putting my hand up there and I want to be, you know, the next queen. It, it sounds, you know, very unusual. And what was going to happen? The chances were very high that if Esther had done that, she was going to completely be disqualified from the pageant. She was not going to be even, you know, going to be given an audience with the king. She was never going to see, you know, through the 12 months. So the instruction had to be very clear. Do not reveal your identity. Because if you do that, it will work to your disadvantage. There are times when the revelation of our identity works to our advantage. And there are times when the revelation of our identity becomes a, you know, a stumbling block. It becomes a hindrance. So we need to know at what point we need to reveal it. Do we reveal it now? Do we reveal it later? Is it the right place? Is it the right time? Failure to know these things will get us into you know, huge problems. And sometimes we'll fail to win the people that we have to win because we have put forth what we are not supposed to put forth at a particular time. So Mordecai gave wisdom to Esther. Esther probably did not understand why. But Mordecai knew why. Remember, it was Mordecai who said, you need to join the pageant. It was also Mordecai who was giving instruction of what she had to do, what she had to reveal after having joined this pageant. So even after she became queen, you know, chapter number 2, verse 20, the banquet is going on. The Bible says Esther still did not reveal her identity. It was still not the right time for the revelation of the identity. So full disclosure of your identity can be a hindrance to the fulfillment of your assignment. So God can have a word over your life. You may have an assignment given to you by the Lord. But if you disclose fully your identity at the time when you are not supposed to do it, it can act as a hindrance. It can act as a hindrance. I'll give you a very quick example. Uh, Jesus is born in a manger. God reveals the birth of Jesus to a few people. Number one, you know, he reveals the birth of Jesus to the shepherds. And number two, the birth of Jesus is revealed to the wise men who came from the east and later on came back, you know, came to, to this place when Jesus was about two years thereabout. And you see, the instruction was not given to the palace at this particular time. The instruction was not given to the whole house of Israel. You know, the shepherds had. They sang. They went to the manger. You know, the wise men they had, they embarked on a journey. They saw his star and started to embark on a journey. When Herod had, what happened? He was after Jesus. He wanted to kill Jesus. When the identity was revealed to Herod, it caused Herod to go after the Messiah, go after Jesus, to try and destroy Jesus, to try and abort the assignment. And then an instruction had to be given. They had to run away. So a full disclosure of your identity sometimes 
it will pave way for you, set you up on you know, very good platforms, but sometimes it can actually raise many enemies instead of friends. So you need the wisdom to know. God can give you visions. God can give you, you know, um, an assignment. God can tell you who you are. God can tell you you're a prophet. I remember I went into another country at one point, and they asked me, you know, so by what title should we call you? Then I said, well, I'm just a pastor. And they said, you know what? I think you've got a very good title. You will be received in this country because the prophetic movement has been tainted so much that every time you address yourself as a prophet, you become a suspect. You know, people look at you as a suspect because everybody was calling themselves prophet. Everybody was calling themselves apostles. There is nothing wrong being an apostle. There is nothing wrong being uh, a prophet. But sometimes it can work as a hindrance. If you value it more, if you value your identity, if you value your title more than the assignment that God has given you. Sometimes you don't need to address yourself as a pastor. Sometimes you don't need to address yourself as a, an apostle. Sometimes you don't even need to address yourself as a prophet if you are to get the word of God to get out there. Because the moment you do that, other people, they walk away. Other people, they don't even give you an audience. You know, they, they don't even appreciate you. Uh, they will not even wait until you open the Bible and, and have a word shared because of the experiences that they have had in the past, because of the perceptions that they have had, because of certain things that they have seen, say in the prophetic movement or in the Christian movement. Sometimes we just have to learn to leave it out. Don't say who you are, Esther. Just be there. Right, God will just favor you whether you presented your credentials as a Jew. God will just favor you whether you do not, you know, say I am from the house of Benjamin. You don't need all that in order for you to walk in the favor of God. The favor of God is not connected and attached to your title. Your identity is in your blood, not necessarily in your title. Sometimes it is not important to take our titles, value them, elevate them you know, above our assignment. Praise God. I hope you're just following me and um, you are you're getting where we are heading to. A voice then came. You know, 30 years later, Jesus is about to start his ministry. Then the voice came out and there was an announcement. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Again, not everybody was there. A few people heard the voice, God announcing his son to everybody else. All right? So, what was revealed to a few people, the net became wider when, it was 30, when he was 30 years in ministry. I mean, 30 years of age, about to start his ministry, the announcement was given. So sometimes there are certain things that do not have to be said at the same time. The only thing that has to be said once without reservation is the gospel. Everything else, your title, your calling, um, you know, where you come from, where you have been brought up, your nationality, you know, sometimes it's just not necessary to present yourself by those things because we do not take pride in that. We take pride in who we are in the Lord and we want to finish and fulfill the assignment rather than to present, you know, our identities lest they become a stumbling block. Praise God. Okay, so certain identities I wrote here, certain identities only need to be revealed when one is established. Okay, we, we know when Esther then revealed the identity. You don't need to play all your cards at one time. It is called strategy. 
Okay, it is called strategy. Strategy is you sitting down and say, well, I've got all these cards. I, I have to know which cards to play. I have to know at what point. I cannot just open up my cards for everybody to see. I've got a strategy. There are certain things that I'll withhold for a season in order for me to fulfill what God has given me to fulfill. Rather than for me to just publish it, um, you know, willy-nilly at any given time, I just go around with a tag on my back. I am the son of God. I am a Christian. I am a believer. Sometimes it is not necessary. It can actually cause uh, a stumbling block to the presentation, you know, of the message that God has given you. I'll give you a very, you know, few, few examples to this effect. Acts chapter number 22, uh, 25 to 26. Esther chapter number 22, 25 to 26, it says, And as they bound him, this is Paul, and as they bound him with thongs, Paul said unto the centurion that stood by, Is it lawful for you to scourge a man that is a Roman and uncondemned? When the centurion heard that, he went and told the chief captain, saying, Take heed what thou doest, for this man is a Roman. You see, the revelation of the identity of Paul is preserving him. He is about to be scorched. He is about to be punished. And then he brings out his card. I am a Roman. And it works for him. Okay? I am a Roman and it works for him. So at this particular time, the revelation is working to his advantage. But there are times when the revelation of your identity can actually work to your disadvantage. Alright, verse 29. Acts 22, 29. The Bible then says, Then straight away they departed from him, uh, which should have examined him. And the chief captain also was afraid. And after he knew that he was a Roman and because he had bound him. I sing this. So the revelation of his identity worked to his favor. All right. It worked to his favor. So we need to know at what point. Is this the right time or not now? Okay. Is it the right time or not now? It's called strategy. At what point do I play the card? At what point do I present this? Or should I? Should I not? This is the wisdom that we need in this life in order for us to advance the assignment that God has given us. We've got a mandate. We've got a, you know, a, a, a ministry that God has given us. It's the ministry of reconciliation. We are ministers of the new covenant. But how we go about it is what will determine whether we are going to fulfill our assignment or we are going to fail in our assignment. Praise God. All right, so let's go to the book of John. John chapter 13, verse 34. John chapter 13, verse 34. Jesus says, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples if you love or if you have, you have one, love one to another. If you have love one to another. How will people know that you are my disciples? They will know that you are my disciples not when you go about, you know, with t-shirts that are written disciple of Jesus. Well, there is a place for that. There is nothing wrong with that. But sometimes you have to say, not now. Not at this place and not now. All right? Not at this place and not now, by this, people will know that you are my disciples. Not when you, you know, go around with you know, words written on your forehead and when you announce every time on your status, but when you love one another. All right? When you love one another. What is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying, you know what? 
Reveal it. Leave it out. The gospel without words. We shared on that a couple of years ago. Gospel without words. Sometimes you don't need to say it. Sometimes you need to leave it. Sometimes theology, it's not just supposed to be, you know, argued on, preached, taught. Sometimes you just have to leave it. If you believe in a certain thing, does it give you the peace? If you still worry, you still doubt, you are not leaving it out, probably you need to change your theology. If you leave, begin to leave your, your theology, your revelation of Jesus, your understanding of the scriptures, it should get you to a place where you walk in the peace of God. So it is not your announcement. It is how you live. It is how you walk. It is how you present yourself. It is how you react to situations. It is how you let the light of God shine. Praise God. Not necessarily the words. There is a time for the words, but sometimes you just have to leave it out. Esther, as you get into that palace, as you get into that pageant, you need to win this pageant. How are you going to win it? You are not going to win it by walking around and saying, well, I believe in the God of Israel. I am I'm a Jew and whatever we do as Jews, you know, it prospers. Look, you are in captivity. You are a slave. You are a servant. Don't use that, uh, you know, don't use that card. There is a time when that card, your identity is going to be valuable and you need to use that card, but not now. I want you to look at yourself and say, what is it that you need to say not now and not at this place? Okay, not now, not at this place. Your title, you know, uh, that you got from some university that you are addressed by, is it, is it all the time that you need to use it? Is it not the not now, not at this place? Doesn't that, doesn't that apply? All right. The fact that you have got a degree or the fact that you are a businessman and you're running a business, is it all the time that you need to know, you know, you're about to present the gospel, you, you tell us about your business. Sometimes it is not now, not at this place, lest it becomes a stumbling block to the assignment that God has given you. Your assignment is more important than your credentials. Your assignment is more important than where you were born. Your assignment is more important than what you have acquired. Your assignment, fulfilling your assignment is more important. And when you know that, you will need to apply wisdom and say, when should I play you know, put this card. When should I present myself as a professor? When should I present myself as a doctor? When should I present myself as the, you know, you know, a minister of the gospel? When should I present myself even as a businessman? Do you know that sometimes it is not wise for you to address, you know, you call me your pastor uh, at your gathering with your friends. Some of them, they are not believers. I'm there, you know, we just having a good time and and you say, oh, this is my pastor, you know, he's leading a very big church. Sometimes it is not necessary. There are times when it is very important to address your pastor without saying Pastor Dan. Where you say, this is Dan, you know, he's, he's a brother. Just that, you know, not now. Your title is important, pastor, but not now, not at this place. Because the moment you say, this is my pastor, this is Pastor so-and-so, he's leading a very big church, you know, sometimes people close up. And they fail to receive the word. They say, oh, 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 I've had a bad experience. And they, they sometimes leave the pastor. Um, they, they don't know how to handle the pastor. You become so difficult to handle, difficult to accommodate because you have addressed yourself. I'm prophet so-and-so. I'm apostle so-and-so. And we fail to, uh, you know, to handle you. We don't even know how to handle you because, you know, the problem with some of us is that we want everybody, even unbelievers, to hold us in high esteem as our congregants, you know, do. They don't have they don't have you know, an obligation to respect it the same way uh, your congregation does. You know, if an unbeliever addresses you with your first name, so what? 
That's your name after all. If they don't use your title, so what? That's your name after all. Why should your title be very important? Sometimes it can become a stumbling block. I, I hope you're hearing me today. This is wisdom that I'm sharing with you. There are times when it is important to say, this is Dan, you know, he's a friend. This is Dan, he's a brother. Then when people see the life, you know, as you, you are brying your meat there, as you're socializing, people are like, wow, there's something different about this guy. What does he do? You know, where is he from? I remember I went to another place uh, with my wife and a few other guys. Um, it was, you know, it was, it was a vacation. So as we were there, one person came to serve us. So we, we started just to talk, oh, who are you? You know, my name is Dan. And, you know, he gave us his name. Uh, do, you, do you go to church? Yeah, I go to church, you know. Um, and they say, oh, do you go to church? I said, no, 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 I don't really do this church thing. Um, yeah, well, I sometimes go to church. Um, but, you know, I, it's, sometimes it's not important. And I started now to, to, to share with him the good news, the problem of churches and of being identified with the church. I started presenting the gospel to him and says, well, if you've got time, you know, you can just check on this, you know, page. You can get one or two things. When he went home, he then saw and he came back the following day and he saved us again. It's like, well, I didn't know that you are a pastor of this church. I didn't know that you are this man of God and you're leading so many people. You know, it was not important at that particular time to tell him who I was. I'm a pastor. I'm leading a church. You know, we are touching lives. You know, I'm anointed and God is using me mightily. You know, it was not important at that particular time. Okay. It was not important. What was important was to get the message across like a brother who also has a bad experience with church, who is not putting church up above the assignment. Not now. There are times when it is important to say, whether you've got your prophet to say, this is so-and-so, you know, not this is prophet so-and-so, he's a mighty man of God. Prophesy, if you're a prophet, we don't need to know that you're a prophet, prophesy. If you're a teacher of the word of God, you don't need to tell us that I'm a great teacher of the word of God, just teach the word of God. If you're a pastor, we don't need to know, everybody doesn't need to know that you're a pastor, just pastor, just leave out your assignment, just leave out the character of God. Praise God. So Jesus says, by this, everybody is going to know that you are my disciples. By what? By when you begin to reveal the character of God, when you begin to love one another. So Jesus wanted us to be announced to the world by way of life, not by way of titles. Praise God. By way of life, not by way of titles. Remember where they got the first name Christians? Right? They were leaving it out and they said, oh, they are Christians. They are like Christ. They did not go around and say, well, we are like Christ. And yet there was nothing, you know, to show that they were like Christ. When they started to love one another and live out the character and the life of Jesus, they said, these are Christians. They are like Christ. Praise God. Not now. Philippians chapter 3 verse 17 you know, Paul says, become imitators of me, brethren, and observe attentively those who conduct themselves in a manner which reflects the example which you have in us. Okay, observe them attentively, which conduct themselves, not which go about and say their titles, not which go about and say who they are, but those who 
you know, conduct themselves in a manner, those who live it out, those who walk the Christian walk, those who do not only say it, but live it. When we observe your life, when we live, when we live with you, we stay with you, are we able to see who you are? Are we able, you know, through the way you love people, are we able to see that there's something important, there's something about you that is unique? Or in the way of life, it is just like everybody else. We are actually shocked when you say, I am a Christian. If you don't say it, are we ever going to say it? If you don't say it, are we ever going to be convinced that you're one? If you get into that pageant and you don't, you know, tell us your identity, where you come from, who you are, how special you are, will you be able to win that pageant? Will you be able to have the favor of those around you without saying it? Sometimes it is inferiority complex that causes us to give ourselves and to present our titles above actually living the life that we ought to live. Sometimes you just have to live it out. You don't necessarily have to say it. You just have to live it. That is my prayer. My prayer is to be able to live out my faith, to live out my assignment without necessarily putting above my assignment, my title, because the title is not important. I would rather lose the title and fulfill the assignment than to lose the assignment, fail to fulfill the assignment, hinder people from receiving because I've elevated my, my title. You know, that's why a lot of people have come up with a lot of these titles because for me, it is a sign of inferiority complex. You are inferior, you don't feel confident in who you are, and you need to just publish to everybody who you are. Sometimes it is not necessary. Not all the times, not the place, nor the time. It's not all the time that you need to say, this is Pastor So-and-so. There are times when we say, this is Dan. And if you are a pastor and you are offended by being called by your first name, then you have got a problem. Okay? The problem is not the ones calling you by your first name. Your problem is that you have put your identity in your title. Right? The fact that you are not called Pastor So-and-so, do you cease to be a pastor? Okay? All right? We just call him Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's all. I don't, know, I don't know if there are people who call him prophet Jesus Christ of Nazareth in their prayers. We say this is apostle Jesus Christ of Nazareth in their prayers. We just call him Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It doesn't make him less of a savior. He's still a savior. Whether you acknowledge that he is a savior or not, he's still a savior. It's not the title that made him the savior. They called him Emmanuel. He was walking around. Emmanuel, this is Jesus. All right? This is Jesus. What does it mean? It means savior. All right? Sometimes it is not important. What we have put so much value on, it is just not important. I've seen a lot of people who are offended if they are not called by their titles. And I wonder, you know, but we've just been calling you that before you got the title. What's different now? Okay. What's so special now about the title? Do you all of a sudden feel like you are now more important because you've got the title? You know what? You remain who you are, title or no title. Praise God. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19 to 24. I just pray that you guys are being blessed uh, by the word. It's just wisdom that we're sharing together here because Mordecai shared this wisdom with Esther and says, Esther, not now. Okay, there will be a time when it is important. If you reveal it now, you may not even end up as a queen. If you reveal it now, then you know what? Where it was supposed to benefit us, it will not probably going to benefit us. It will lose its value. 
Because now, you know, nobody knows who you are. Nobody has, you know, lived with you, worked with you. Um, so it may be very difficult for you to then get an opportunity where people accept you for who you are. You know, sometimes people say, I don't know whether he loves me or he loves my money or I don't know where she loves me or she loves my money. Why do people have those problems? Why? It's because people have a tendency of being attached to titles, being attached to things, not necessarily, you know, the person, the personality of that particular person, the character of that person. What did you fall in love with? Is it the title? Not now, Esther. Let the king fall in love with you, not with your title, not with where you're coming from, not with your heritage, not with your bloodline, not with anything. Let the king just fall in love with you because of the favor of God over your life. Let people accept you and receive you, not because, you know, of your title. People should just respect you because of who you are. But if you get respect, extra respect because you have presented a title as apostle, and people then pave way for you, then there is a problem, you know. So sometimes, not now and not at this place. First Corinthians chapter 9, 19 to 24, it says, For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win the more. You see, I, I desire, as Paul, I desire to win the more. So what do I do, right? Though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win the more. And to the Jews, I became as a Jew, that I might win Jews. And to those who are under the law, as under the law, okay? That I might win the more. Are you seeing this? Right, so to different people, he's becoming different things so that he wins the more. There are times when your title is important, but there are times when you have to lay it down so that you win the more. There are times when you have to use your title so that you win the more. You just have to know when and the time. Not now, not here. Or here and now. Now listen to verse 21. To those who are without law as without law, not being without law toward God, but under the law toward Christ, that I might win those who are without law. To the weak I became as weak, that I might win the weak. Now, if you go to the weak and you become so strong, you know, you go to the uneducated and you're already presenting, well, I've got five degrees in theology, I've got the masters in theology and biblical studies and all that, you know, then before we even, we are already intimidated, but you are trying to put that as, you know, in the picture so that we accept everything that you're going to say based on the degrees, the qualifications and all that. Look, to the weak, are you able to become as weak in order for you to win them all? Okay, we're learning this from the apostle here. I've become all things to all men that I might by all means save some. That I might by all means save some. Are you seeing this? Paul elevated his assignment, his God-given ministry above his need for recognition his need for titles, his need for, you know, being strong. There are times when he needed to work in order for him to not to hinder the gospel, not in order for him to fulfill the assignment because for him, the assignment was more important. What is your assignment and my assignment? Our assignments, they are ministers of new covenant. We have a, a ministry that God has given us. We are ambassadors of Christ. And in order for us to do that, we need wisdom. At what point do we put our natural credentials on the table? At what point do we put them in our bags? 
you know, and still walk like everyone else, like weak men, than, like those who are not educated, you know. It was not every time that Paul would introduce himself at, uh, you know, at every service and says, you know, I speak in tongues more than all of you. To the Ephesians, I speak in tongues more than all of you. To the Romans, I speak in tongues more than all of you. To the Galatians, I speak in tongues more than all of you. To you know, Thessalonians, I speak in tongues more than all of you. He doesn't do that. It is only when he's addressing the confusion in the church at Corinth that he puts that and says, well, it is now that I have to tell you that, you know what? This thing that you guys are, you know, causing confusion over, I actually am better than you. I speak in tongues more than all of you, but I don't put it out there. I don't use it, you know, to cause confusion. Not now and not, not here. Okay, so verse 23. Now this I do for the gospel's sake, for the ministry's sake, for the assignment's sake. What is it that you're willing to lay down for the sake of the assignment? What is it that you're willing to put in the bag? And you say, not now, for the sake of the assignment, that I may be a partaker of it with you. Now, verse 24, this is just it for me. It does for me. It says, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. Esther, run in such a way that you may obtain it. As you are in this pageant, run in such a way that you may become the queen. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. Don't just go there and, you know, just take pride that I'm in the race and just run aimlessly. Use the wisdom from God in order for you to fulfill the assignment that God has given you. So there are things that can stop you from fulfilling the assignment that God has given you. When God has called you, I'm not talking about your sonship, your relationship with God as a son. I'm talking about fulfilling your assignment as an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Or even in your career. It is not all the time that you need to put everything on the table. It is only when it becomes necessary. right? It's not all the time that you need to publish what you know. Sometimes you only do when it becomes necessary. It is called wisdom in order for you to fulfill your assignment. If you introduced, you know, yourself as this awesome businessman and, you know, this great man and, you know, this educated person. I went into another service at one time and this guy was saying that, well, I'm probably more educated than all of you here. You don't even know who is in the audience and already you're putting yourself way up there. You know, I'm probably well-traveled more than all of you here. You don't even know the people that are in your audience. Why should that be important? Can it not be a stumbling block? Maybe at some point, as we saw in the story of Paul, the revelation of his identity at that particular time went to his, you know, for his good and to his favor. But it's not all the time, nor the time, nor the place. And that is called wisdom. So he says, so that I may fulfill right, the assignment, run in such a way that you may obtain it. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. It's called strategy. I hope you guys are still following and I hope you guys are still with me. Praise God. Uh, let's go to the book of Matthew. I'm sure as we round up this, Matthew chapter 17, verse 9. Matthew chapter 17, verse 9. It says, Now as they came down from the mountain, right? This was, you know, the Mount of Transfiguration. The whole scene has happened. You know, the voice was heard from the, from the, from the world, uh, from, from heaven. 
This is my son in whom I am well pleased. Then it says now verse 9. Now as they came down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them saying, Tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man is risen from the dead. You have seen this amazing spectacle. You have seen me being transfigured. But don't, don't go and tell it to everybody. Not now. Don't say it now. You only are free to say it when the Son of Man is risen from the dead. Not now. It is important to always know at what point am I supposed to say it? At what place am I supposed to say it? That is called revelation. That is called understanding. That is called wisdom. Wisdom to fulfill the assignment. Wisdom to finish the race. It is called wisdom for life. For whatever God has called you, I pray that you grow in the wisdom of God and that you know at what point, at what place, at what time are you supposed to say certain things. Your title is important. Your assignment is even more important. And sometimes you need to learn to lay down your title in order for you to fulfill your assignment. Are you willing today to say, well, whatever it takes, all I want, all I desire as God's child is to fulfill my assignment. And sometimes I know it will have to cost me, you know, my title, it has to cost me everything else in order for me to fulfill my assignment. Praise God. Praise the Lord. All right. So later on, you then see in the book, Esther using her identity. And when she used her identity, what happened? She liberated, she saved the entire nation. The entire nation got salvation because she then revealed her identity at the right place, at the right time. Right? Had she used the identity at first, probably an opportunity to save the nation was going to be lost. But because she used this at the right time, then it became a blessing. And I pray that you walk in this wisdom uh, from above. You walk in this wisdom. Why would Jesus say, you know what, say this when I'm risen from the dead? Because he knew that if they were going around and say this, you know, we saw this transfiguration that took place and all that, probably he was going to attract the wrong crowd. You can attract the wrong crowd if you don't know what to say, if you don't know what to reveal at a given time. You can attract the wrong friends if you don't know what to say and at what given time. You need to know at what time. This is the wisdom that you and me should pray to God for so that we walk in the fullness of what God has given us in our assignment with the realization that there is an assignment that is bigger than our titles. There is an assignment to be fulfilled. There is a mandate that we need to fulfill. And sometimes we have to give up certain things that are dear to us. He gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be teachers, some to be evangelists, for the perfecting and the edification of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry. He did not give titles, he gave ministries. When the Bible says he gave some to be apostles, it's called a ministry. Titles, people can walk around with titles. It's not what is important. You can have a title pastor and you are not a pastor. You can have title prophet and you are not a prophet. It is more important to walk in the vision and in the assignment God has given you than to boast in a title. This is my prayer for you and I pray that you were blessed by the ministry of the word today. You know what? Let's meet each other next week, same time, as we continue to enjoy the word of God. Praise the Lord. You are blessed and we love you and have a wonderful Christmas and a new year.
an awesome, awesome new year. And remember, we are in the year that controls other years. So we already know what is in 2021 because we know who is in us and we are in him and we have got the victory that was given to us more than 2,000 years ago. And we are not afraid of everything um, that is ahead of us. We are not afraid of what the world uh, has because the one who is in us has overcome the world. And fear not because he who is in us is greater than the one that is in the world. You are blessed and highly favored. God bless you.